Inside Sports Dead in Goal podcast for round seven of the NRL. Uh, my name's James Smith, and joining me as usual is Jeff Centenera. How are you going, mate? I'm pretty well. I'm pretty well. Ignore whatever I said about what I ate for dinner last night. I'm feeling okay. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Both struggling. Um, so, round seven. It's, uh, what are we, almost a third into the way, a third of the way into the competition? No, no. not even almost. We're uh... still short of a third. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, you can see why he, uh, ladies and gentlemen, why he uh, he kind of edits words for a living. Because <laughs> yeah. he's uh, math. You don't want building bridges with math. Oh, like God, that. no. No, you don't want me to deal with numbers. Jeez. Um, uh, this, this, today's show is going to be about um, expectations and different theories and formulas out there about whether just whether you're wasting your time following your team for the entire and giving the season. Up. Let's let's yeah. let's be kind of more blunt about it. It's about giving up. But giving up and yeah. um, surrender. <laughs> Which uh, a lot of us do every year. So, um, so we're going to uh, have a, a brief yarn about what we've been up to and what we're most looking forward to. We're going to um, have a look at what's in our ma- new magazine, which yes. uh, goes on sale on Thursday. Yep. Which, yep. And um, so, yeah, now, right? Yeah, or yeah. Today, right? yeah. Piping, piping new. Ma- well, we can't say now because yeah, when listening to it, it could be just now. Or yeah. <laughs> what now, now? <laughs> um, and uh, we'll go through your. Awesome um, podcast responses. Yes, indeed. Um, Once again, fantastic yeah. responses, people. And I got, just, you know, you guys should be doing this pod. That's right. Come yeah. in here. You can yeah. kind of take my seat. You can't take James's seat. <laughs> he, he lives for this. He needs it. So, oh, um, <laughs> I was going to say, can you do it, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, we now we made the uh, our fans. Um, do a bit of extra homework this week by asking fans. two questions. We have fans. Yeah, they're, they're, yes, you do. <laughs> um, no, I definitely don't have fans. we asked two questions, and uh, one was related to State of Origin, which um, is, going, is going to um, feature in our in this June, June or July edition, the coming June edition. Yeah, that yes. we're putting together. Yeah. So everyone who um, took part, your name is going to be in print. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, that gonna... thing that you don't pay for anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rather than you, instead, you download this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, buy it. Cool. Help pay for James and I to continue just yammering <laughs> away in front of a microphone. <laughs> and um, and then we asked another question, which uh, you guys um, were really good with as well. So yeah, we're going to get to those later on. Um, so most rugby league thing we did. I um. I went a little bit geeky this week, oh, um, as opposed to the other way. Yeah. The geeky, the geeky, the geeky <laughs> ways you get into in other ways. Um, my beloved um, was um, um, lecturing on the weekend, lecturing at UNSW. So had a had a spare morning on Sunday. Like you know how you, you know how you, you venture out on the weekend in Sydney, and you think it's going to be cool because it's a weekend, and, and you know it's not going to be very busy or whatever. Sydney just goes psychopathic with its traffic doesn't it on, mm. on the weekends mm-hmm. you, you never think that it does but you know it just it gets crazy so on early on sunday morning i headed over to birch grove to um i, I had in mind I, I hadn't seen anything um in, in the lead up to this week about um the, the centenary of rugby league and and you know the centenary of the first games being played so i thought i'll just put something together online during the week and i've since done that and i managed to get some really cool photos of birch grove oval and um i I tried to stand roughly in the same spot as um the photographer of of a very famous photo that was taken in 1910 um, of, of birch grove um it's it's commonly mistaken for the first um, ever rugby league game played mm. in Australia that picture, but um, but yeah, so I got a really good one, and and as I said in the online article, it's, it hasn't changed all that much at all. Like it's mm-hmm. basically the same, it's the same characteristics and that sort of thing. So I just thought it was great. And there was games of junior rugby league going on. Mm-hmm. Terrific, terrific to see it still being used by the code, mm-hmm. one hundred and ten years ago. On Friday, so mm. yeah, awesome. Yeah, we mentioned that we're talking and we're kicking this around, maybe even last week. And we're yeah, sorry, about I, I might have gone off a little bit early this week. I should have should, last week. I should have saved it all for this week. But yeah. anyway, it doesn't no, matter. The um, we were talking about how <clears throat> they really should kind of. You know, it'd be nice if they kind of marked this occasion somehow. Yeah. I don't know, maybe like a, like a classic game or a heritage game or a throwback game where you know, yeah, you know, almost like Field of Dream style. They walk out of the corn and, and, and you know <laughs> they start playing. 
You know, my, yeah. my thing is I want them to play under like 1908 rules. That would, oh, be, that would be hilarious. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Did you know, um, back in 1908, in a tackle, mm. you, you had to really get the ball. player down on the, onto the ground. All right, yeah. Their elbows had to be on the ground. And uh, another thing I've been... Didn't they have to release the ball as well? Like that was... The, oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's right. That's funny. You picked up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and another, another quirk was... Um, it wasn't related to Daly Messenger, but he used to take uh, advantage of it. He used to go off injured, and if you were injured and your team scored a try, a player could come back on and kick the ball mm. back, back in the really early days of, 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 the, of the game. So mm. I thought that was really interesting. Which so, is to say what? like They'd bring Messenger back on just to kick it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because he was such a lethal, he was such a you know, lethal kick of the ball. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. It was, uh, um, you know, pre NFL. This wasn't kind of like you know, like yeah, no. This wasn't like some kind of WG Grace thing where he could, you know, that wasn't the rule. And, and Messenger said, you know, they, they paid to see me kick, so I'm just going to come on and take this kick. Very might have been. Yeah, he was God, wasn't he? <laughs> the, the code happened because of him. So yeah, it's no. Right. It's just a few things I've noticed in my research. When I was being a nerd through the week, so yeah. there you go. What about yourself, mate? What was uh, most I, of the I had to reprise a role I've played often throughout my life. Um, one, one of my uh, one of my dad's friends from the Philippines uh, came to visit, and mm. so I, I had to again. One of the roles I've had throughout my lifetime is trying to explain to them what the difference is between oh, yes. rugby league and rugby I union. Love do, I love doing this. So, you know, it... Um, you you yeah. think it's going to be easy, but oh, it never Lord, is. It really is not. And then, you know, when you have to layer on top of things like the difference between the BKG and, the, you know... <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, the, the thing that made this latest kind of round of... Because I, I have a script, basically, and I, I can basically tear through the script in, in my explanation yeah, now yeah, of, yeah. How, yeah. of how it's different. And... Um, it, when when you're talking to to Filipinos, the, the context is um, is a bit easier. What I generally do is I, I kind of parallel rugby league with with American football, with with the NFL. So yeah. like, you know, because there there are certain kind of outlines in the game that, uh, that that make it easier easier to grasp for 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 the novice. But um, what made this latest kind of attempt at explaining the difference uh, very, uh, a bit more complicated? Was um, we were so we're sitting around my, my lounge room uh, kind of last week, and what kind of sparked kind of the whole conversation about you know kind of what is this this rugby thing? Uh, was, oh, so we're starting. That's uh, that, is that the starting point? What is rugby? Well, what, no, no, what, no, no, what no, is rugby no, as a concept? Well, no, no, no. no, no they, they're asking kind of the, what, the, what's the difference? No, the, the, oh no, no, you hadn't even got that far. No, the yeah. root question was yeah, basically what what is the popular form of football in Australia? Okay, so you yeah. know, like because you know, and this guy, said, this our visitor was worldly enough to understand okay. that you know yeah. that we played a different kind of style of uh, of football in Australia. Yeah. Now, probably he's probably not good enough to kind of pick the difference between. The game they play in the south and what and you know, kind of what's played kind of uh, you know, uh, in the northern states. Yeah. But what really made it complicated was in the background as this conversation began <laughs> was the Commonwealth Games sevens was 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 playing oh and for the as I kind of tried to kind of gave our visitor my visit my Filipino visitor a uh, you know I guess I guess basically the the, the tour uh, yeah, a tour of basically what kind of the shape of kind of the footy cars in Australia. For the life of him, he could not pick the difference between sevens and rugby league. <laughs> really? For him, like like trying to explain the difference was like you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to probably stop short of picking it and an, uh, trying to explain the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. Oh yeah. Like they basically look like the same thing to him. Like it, it's yeah. uh, you know, and to try to say, oh no, it's different here and it's different. That, that's the difference here and that's the difference there. The differences are so minor as to be almost irrelevant to somebody who's just looking at it from the outside. Definitely. So you know, it's um, agree. <laughs> that that's another. It, it kind of reinforced kind of um, kind of. Well, basically, an intuition I've had, but really more a thing I used to kind of tease James with uh, about kind of what the effect of if sevens does kind of really catch on through you know its its involvement in the Olympics, and it's going to be the way that like non-rugby countries at all kind of kind of come to rugby. Like in a lot of respects, it's it's a lot of people talk about it as threat, but I, I you know in a lot of respects it could also be opportunity. Yeah, for, you yeah. know, for a league to like to catch on to because it's so many, in so many ways, you know, the, the natural kind of outgrowth of of sevens, I I would argue, is not a union. 
it's league. Yeah, definitely. You know, like yeah. the, the way the game is played, like functionally on the field, it looks, it feels more like, you know, that those players could walk into a league environment, uh, into a league environment yeah. and be much more natural in the way they play football as opposed to, you know, yeah. going into union with their, their, their rucks and walls and, you yeah, know, well, and garbage like that. So. That was the thing, wasn't it? Like um, you and I spoke about it a couple of years ago. We were wondering what the, what the crossover sort of mm. rate was going to be. Like, ooh, okay, here comes sevens. This is going to present an awesome opportunity for rugby league players to compete at the Olympics. Like, mm. And we sat there and well, no, I think, nothing happened, did yeah, it? We and had, only easy went across. Yeah, we had that kind of idea, um, which admittedly we, we came up with ourselves, but I think a lot of places independently came up with yeah. that idea that, you know, what if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, the ARU treated or Rugby Australia, whatever they choose to call themselves now, treated it as their property and as a closed shop. Yeah. The thing they really should have done, and I hold to this, if, if you know, if you know, uh, the rugby powers that be ever wanted to create a great spectacle out of this, they should hold an open tryout, I reckon, for the <laughs> for the Rugby Sevens uh, Olympic team spots. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, can, I can remember reading in a, in a couple of places where they thought, you know, why doesn't the league then enter, you know, a, a, it's a team of its own? And yeah. see if they could, you know, <laughs> see if they could kind of uh, outplay <laughs> or play their way into into kind of the seven side. Oh, but um, awesome. yeah, it's. Uh, I, love I, it. I guess that's a topic for another day. But um, yeah, so um, that's uh, I find one of the most rugby league things I often do is having to you know, explain. And now sevens has made it all the more kind of complicated. And I think it's going to get even worse in the future as sevens becomes uh, becomes established at kind yeah. of this um, uh, Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games. This, that, that kind of level of, uh, of, uh, of sp- uh, that kind of sporting level. So. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So mm. no other podcast you listen to is going to give you rugby league in the Philippines, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we just did. <laughs> How good is that? And now we're going to get we're going to get complaints from the, the, one, the one Filipino rugby league podcast. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, yeah. But more on that front, I think, to come in the, in, 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 in the months ahead. For sure. Um, so as we said, we've got a magazine on sale, a new magazine on sale. Um, it has... Uh, some Geelong players on it. Their names are Gary Ablett, Joel Selwood, and Patrick Dangerfield. So they're, they're, they're household names in New South Wales and Queensland, aren't they? So, uh, Gary Ablett <laughs> played on the Gold Coast for the last few years, you know? I mean, uh, Gary Ablett you recognise, but dead set, Joel Selwood and Patrick Dangerfield. Oh, God, here we but, go. You know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let, let, if they walk down George Street, would you be able to recognise them? Blah, blah, blah. Sure. It yeah, was like, you know, it was it was you know, Joel Selwood and Patrick Dangerfield's family. <laughs> yeah, they're hanging out together in Geelong. They're visiting. Since. They're visiting from Geelong. <laughs> um, but there's plenty of uh, rugby league in it still, um, yes. including um, a really cool story by yourself on an analytics company that doesn't just um, deal with stats. Does it? It deals with a correlation of different things in the, in the footy industry. And, yeah. And it uh, yeah works on teamwork, and they it? and they do a lot of work in that. They, they kind of grew out of out of union, but they do quite a bit of work in rugby league. So there'll be yeah. a very interesting uh, topic to talk about kind of in the months to come. Terrific. You have an interview, a fascinating one, and uh, one really for for our crowd, your people, shall, shall we say? <laughs> Did say Roy yeah. Masters talking about um, yeah the uh, the the Western Suburbs Magpies era. So oh, uh, yeah. yeah. With reference to, um, I guess we can call it that, the Victor era. Yeah, seventy-eight to eighty-two. Yeah, yeah yep. and then now uh, we've got a yarn on Corey Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you jump down our throat and say, "Ha ha, you've you've done a story on the halfback of the team who's coming last." It's a very interesting story. It really about, is. Matt Cleary kind yeah. of. This is the kind of thing that Matt does so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a guy you think you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot more there's a lot more going on there. And again, that's something we'll kind of kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of um, visit, kind of revisit uh, later in the as in, in the weeks ahead. But right. um, yeah, a lot of league. Uh, we're getting we're back to a lot of league in this edition. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's a really good read for um, yeah for kind of all the listeners out there. Yeah, so so rip into it. It's um, at news agents uh, as we speak, as we said. Um, news well, agent. <laughs> yeah, there's shops that used to sell printed words. It was. Uh, yeah, a quaint little thing. Um, okay, so and lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah. Who wants lottery tickets? That's right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, and really old birthday cards, emergency birthday cards. I like how you go into a news agent and you're looking around for birthday cards and you see one that's dead set, been there for like five years and it's faded and everything. <laughs> oh, Congratulations, people! Come to listen to the rugby league <laughs> commentary on birthday cards. Yes. 
Um, so we've done most rugby league thing we did. Okay, now we're going to talk about what we're most looking forward to. You want me to go first? Um, yes, 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 please. I'm looking forward to uh, the, the Sharks versus Panthers game because it's like a crossing of the streams of, um, you know, um, of the two clubs that swapped halfbacks. No, no, Pen- Matt Moylan wasn't a halfback. He was a fullback. He lost his job. <laughs> But but it was all set up for him to play halfback if he wanted to. Playmakers. Playmakers. Swap playmakers. There you go. Superstar playmakers. Um, Swapped origin players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be fascinating. Swap dudes whose last names begin with M. M. Yeah. yeah. That's all we had. <laughs> we'll swap your Moylan. Uh, it's going to be awesome. What I'm waiting for is um, the end of the game. It doesn't matter who wins or loses when they shake hands at the end and they're in their respective jerseys. I think that's going to... That'll complete the swap for me. Yeah. It's it's going to be all right. You're you, stuck with what you did now, so yeah. Well, continuing with the analogy, if they cross the streams, there's something. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. If I recall <laughs> rightly, and James does drop Ghostbusters references almost kind of daily, like yeah. or maybe every Love other it. day. It's office space on, on the other on on the other day. But um, yeah, when you cross the stream, something terrible happens, doesn't it? So, <laughs> it does. You know, yeah. Like yeah. Like the, so yeah. we'll get a golden point draw mm-hmm. or something like that. It, you know, it's it's really interesting. Um, I actually even mentioned to you that uh, one of the things that happens that happened this week uh, on one of the fine programs from my friends at Fox Sports, um, Sharks <clears throat> coach Shane Flanagan actually yeah. admitted admitted, and this is something very rare. I think you you see in the entire world of sport where you see a coach admit that a player who you know who has departed from the club, um, you know, uh, they actually admitted he actually admitted they missed him. Yeah. They, they missed Maloney. They missed what he brought uh, to their side. I thought that was, you know, oh, credit to Flano for his candor. Um, but, mm. yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's a bit kind of, you do wonder, uh, you know, in terms of a move from the coaching playbook, it kind of throws your current playing group under the bus a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, was kind of, I found that kind of remarkable that, uh, that he actually said that, you know. So I, I'm kind of torn. Maybe my own confusion is uh, I'm a bit torn on, yeah, kind of um, first surprised that he did it and secondly that, you know, that, uh, that, that a coach would even kind of would, you know, care to, would care, you know, take care or not take care as it were to say that. To say, yeah, mm. yeah. No, I'd, I'd just just on, 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 on the progress of those two, mm. oh, we're so lucky to have... Maloney. We, uh, we're, we're so lucky. <laughs> That's right. I wear the same piece of material as what the players <laughs> do, so I'm on the team. Yeah. That's right. But, um, geez, we've, we've done well out of the swap. Mm-hmm. He, he's in just scintillating form. Really James is, Maloney. isn't he? Um, and, and when I, you put in the context of Cleary, <coughs> of Cleary going down, you yeah. know, could you imagine like if he wasn't there? That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and just with um, Moylan, I, I think Sharks fans and the rest of us, you're going to have to give Moylan a few more weeks to settle in into a new team. It's like Tedesco at the Roosters. Like, yeah. you know, Moylan is a, a really good fullback. I've always thought that. Yeah. He's got all the room to play with. He's quite he's quite fast when he takes the ball back up and he's quite safe with it. But, in fact, the, 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 the bloke who probably calls this whole swap doesn't even realise doesn't even realise that he's um, Edwards for Penrith. Like, mm-hmm. he came in as a replacement for Moylan mm-hmm. and just played the house down. Yeah. And as a result, there was no... I mean, you could probably have Moylan like they were going to have Bryce Cartwright, a bit of a floater. Yeah. But you don't want to find spots every week. You don't want to sit down as a coach and go, where are we going to play you, mate? Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you want your own spot to fall back into. You want him to set him up to, for, yeah. for where he might succeed. Yeah. Listen, you said, you, know, you, you kind of implored you know, the Sharks fans to wait a few weeks. Honestly, it might actually be, you might have to wait a few seasons. Because Maybe. when you when you look at the... Um, the architecture of the deal, like the kind of the reasons that went into it. Yeah. The, the reason you did it is because, or the reason that Cronulla did it, is, you know, it was really a deal for um, for expectation for years. Uh, you know, Maloney's like 31. Like he'll, yeah. you know, he has at best, you know, a couple more good seasons left. With Moylan, you might be looking at a guy who, you know, might give you five to seven, like, <laughs> you know, really good, you know, really good years. So for, for now, we can kind of, you, you know, Penrith people can kind of, you know, sit pretty saying that yeah you know we, we got the better end of that deal you know yeah but that's kind of it, it might not be the case you know four years from now when, you know, when, 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 
We, we yeah, care you, about yeah, you do. No, four, no. Year, four years but, from now, you'll care. Like, so, it is, if, if Moylan does turn out to be kind of a long-term fixture, you know, in, in the Shire. Like uh, you, Lewis did. Yeah, yeah you, you, will, you, you will come to care. I mean, these are one of these, these things are never really evaluated well in the moment. Like, they can only really be evaluated, you know, kind of on the other end of them. Like, you know, yeah. might be, it might be that, yeah, that, uh, that Moylan doesn't pan out. But, um, I really will. He'll be fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. based on uh, on a question of quality, I think we tend to, with these deals to kind of jump to quick conclusions. Yeah, often yeah. often more on uh, often on less of uh, on the basis of less than a season. But uh, so having fun. having just said that, and jumping to the yeah, jumping to a conclusion on the basis of less than a season. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so far we've done well anyway. Yeah, um, what I'm looking forward to this week, uh, the uh, this is twice in a row for me because I said I think I was looking forward to New Zealand's game last weekend. Oh, did you? So, um, and you know, um, kind of they lost, but um, I don't think it was a bad loss and I you know, don't think it was... Um, <laughs> Brisbane you know, turned up. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, coming into the season, of course, uh, we had very modest expectations for both, um, you know, uh, for the Warriors and I guess to a degree um, even the Dragons I mean we had them at 8th I thought they'd be good I didn't think they'd be as good I think they're clearly the best side in the comp they're going to stand outside well yeah. they've performed the best yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. first in the in the first six weeks I, I think that's you know pretty uh, it's pretty well reflected kind of in in, in in the results and in the numbers on the board um, so yeah uh, this is one of those deals where um yeah, it's kind of the outcome of this match you know, can, uh, might kind of give us further clarity yeah. on, on what uh, on, uh, on kind of these two teams. Sort of and like an early season grand final, a little, little bit. Uh, yeah, in, in a way, I mean, yeah. you know, your your boys kind of yeah, ruined it by. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that it'd come in and it'd be a top two clash, so it would uh, yeah. then kind of give us a, kind of a very neat kind of setup. Uh, because um, I guess uh, this kind of leads into something that I've been working on and I worked on for, for this oh, most, first, this first most of all, recent. First of all, who, who do you think is going to win between Warriors and Dragons? I don't do that. Come on. I guess I have to tip. Uh, I'll say St. George. Yeah, just yeah. Just mainly because I think they're a better, a better side. They're at home, aren't they? This is, this is, no, so this is a Mount Smart game, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, oh. I don't think that'll, I don't think that'll matter figuring uh, the listen I, I i'd go dragons just because yeah, I, yeah. I, just because i think they're, they're they're a better side but it wouldn't surprise me to see if um yeah, yeah uh, for for new zealand coming off um coming off a, a loss you know just a, yeah. that, that whole thing where you know you just kind of a bit you got a bit more motivation coming out of those those types of weeks yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. just kind of as an aside uh, interesting story that came in through uh, players voice the players voice website okay. last yeah. week about um for, uh, via adam blair talking right. about um kind of uh how that club uh, they do. They conduct Maori lessons, oh, Maori right. language lessons at uh, at the Warriors now. Um, yeah. The, the headline right. of the article was uh, "What I think of something like what no other club would do, or something like what no other club does, or something like that." Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, he was just talking about one. It's one thing that makes the Warriors unique, and uh, you know, we talk about so often about kind of club culture and how you build it and, and certain things like that. And Man, um, I told you last week that they got a new CEO, and you laughed at me. Mm. He's changing everything, so that hopefully he can, All right. he can hopefully. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The boardroom view of why your football team wins. So, you know, <laughs> pretty sure it's working for Wests. So, you know, yeah, because they, you know, they've cleaned up everything in the front office. There, so. <laughs> they have. They have. Um, what were you going to say before I rudely? You know, oh well, I mean, I was uh, you know, like kind of one of the things that um, why I'm interested in the outcome of um, of, uh, of St George uh, New Zealand Warriors is um, it kind of gets me onto a, a, an idea that, that I've been kind of. Smashing James over the head with for the last oh, uh, few yeah. weeks, and, and yeah, and that is um, the notion of what I guess uh, we could call the round seven rule. I know I've read in various places that in the league, maybe you know, some people consider it a round of five rule. They can kind of they can figure it out after five rounds, but yeah. it, in in short, uh, it's basically a way of saying that after a very kind of small sample of the season. Um, James thinks it's a third, but you know, seven into 20, uh, 25 or twenty-four is not is not a third. Okay. Um, yeah. The uh, you have a fairly clear idea of the final sides already, yep. right? and this holds up. Just kind of going back, um, you know, through history, uh, you know, um, and 
so we kind of put it together uh, as a little kind of. Um, you did, mate. Take a little yeah. credit. Oh, well, no. information uh, information graphic for the magazine this month. So, yeah. uh, and for those of you who, uh, th- I guess this is a part of the program where I'll, I'll invoke the BKG. What's interesting is that the uh, the phenomenon really holds uh, for for the BKG as well. So you know, it's uh, after seven matches, you generally have like history tells us you you generally have at least at the very least six of the eight. Uh, final sides yep. kind of locked in like you know you whoever's in the top eight basically after seven rounds you can probably put a certainty on six of those sides kind of uh being there at the end of the year um yeah so, so there you go top top six after this weekend mm. sorry top eight after this weekend six of them will probably yeah. be there too yeah. when we fine, fine distinction that james made there because what it tells you is that uh yeah Six of the eight have probably already been decided. Uh, it doesn't tell you which six. It doesn't. And the other thing, most importantly, is it does not tell you the order. So mm. the top side now is no guarantee to be the top side. Kind of in, in most in most cases, the top side now is not going to be the top side uh, at, at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, like and and kind of for those who need a, rem- I don't think uh, Dragons fans need any reminder because last year, of course, they were leading after seven rounds and they finished ninth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, congratulations again, St. George. You're probably going to be top again after this. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be top again after this, and then, you know, you know, you're all going to be you're going to be swearing at me, kind of like you know, going to listen to this. Podcasting, yeah, yeah, right. You know, but yeah. it, the it, the phenomenon is is fairly strong. Um, you know, and when you think about it, like because I was turning this over in my head, because I, I was frankly I was surprised. I was surprised that you know that um, less than a third of the season, uh, at a point where you've barely played half the comp. Like I think because we've had those double those rounds where you've played teams twice. I think at the most. Teams have only had like five opponents, yeah. five or six opponents so far. So you've played, you've played less than. That's not even half the comp. That's like, yeah. that's like a third of the comp. Do you think that muddies the the um, the results pool or, I think or the data to, pool? I yeah. think to a degree. Like if you play the five worst sides in in the first five rounds, yeah, you know, sure, and you know, surely that will say that you know that that's no measure of quality than to say if you played the five best, um, but. Yeah. Um, I find it remarkable that yeah, just off of often uh, off such a small sample, you can kind of get a fairly kind of predictive uh, predictive outcome. The other thing to add is that this phenomenon is is evident in other sports as well. Like okay. my, my whole kind of um, thought when I was putting this together was something I read about the NBA, where yep. they play eighty two games a season, but after twenty one games or twenty one, twenty one or twenty two oh, games, okay, right, well, it's roughly the same. It works, yeah. So they already have like. To a fair degree, I can't remember the number. I think it was something like 80, 85% of the finals teams or the playoffs teams are already known. Really? So, well, yeah, it's. Um, which again works out to be yeah, top six of, of eight. So yeah, 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 okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. So, it's. The only other thing I could kind of. You know, when I was trying to figure this out in my own head, the only other thing that kind of, kind of occurred to me was that when you think of it right, if I were to say, okay, um, it's, a, it's an 18 round. It's an 18, yes, 25, or sorry, 18 round or 17 round season from here, 17 game season from here. And St. George has a five game head start on Parramatta. And they've got, or they've got like a a two game, is it two or three game head start on on Melbourne or or Brisbane, who I believe are on three wins. Would you kind of say from there guarantee St. George will make the finals. No, it, it, no I, I wouldn't. you wouldn't. See, I would, that's I. I would, but you I, know, I wouldn't in their case because of the last three or four years. Yeah, yeah they, they've got a real bad habit. But, uh, no, okay, so around to, seven and eight. So. To, make, to make the point generically, if you had a team that was on five wins, would you say a team? Oh, okay. Did you mean generically? Yeah, no, yeah, gen- yeah, yeah of course. So it's generically, yeah. in a, if Sorry, a seventeen-game yeah. season Taking was to begin, too, literally, yeah. yeah, if seventeen-game season was to begin, and you gave one team. A two-game head start yeah. on some teams and a five-game head start on other teams. Would that team? Would you give a guarantee that team would make the finals? Oh, you would. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. That's yeah. that basically yeah. is what this is working. This is working out towards as well. And, so, that's, you know. and that's why I love it. But but what I also love about this is not everything's locked in still. Yeah. So so just say six of the current eight in the NRL are locked in. Um, so at the moment, that's Dragons, Penrith, the Warriors, Wests, Tigers, Storm. Roosters, Rabbitohs, Broncos. So there's there's an opportunity there, according to the 
theory or whatever you want to... Sorry, that was, the top, that was the top ad? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, and um, so we could have a mini conversation now about who we think is going to mm-hmm. hold their spot in the eight and, and which two teams, theoretically, because only six are, uh, are locked in according to the to the way of thinking. Um, we, had a, we had an interesting conversation. I wish we had recorded it. Mm-hmm. It was about the Cowboys. Yes, it was. I believe that they'll come good. You yes. don't. I I actually threw down the, the, the gauntlet, and the gauntlet is a bet to yeah. James uh, during the week. I will flat guarantee right now the Cowboys will not make the finals. <laughs> flat guarantee. Yes. I, I've, I've got lots more faith than, than you. I, they are what, what you're seeing now is the grand final team mm. plus Thurston. That hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. I know it's all Thurston's fault and he's too old apparently now, blah, blah, blah. But they'll come good. They are too good to be uh, in 15th position the entire year. So that's what I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> They've just got too much personnel, good personnel, and and don't forget there are a lot of games left. How many? How many did you say there are left? Seventeen. Well, after well, including this week, uh, yeah. eighteen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so yeah, so eighteen. So so in backing that up, I reckon the cows will replace. I'm going to lose half my followers here, but um, <laughs> South Sydney. Say. So, that, there you go. There you I'm go. not going to say who's going to make the hit, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> because that, he's I'm not stupid enough. I'm saying, I'm saying North Queensland's not going to make it. That's, yeah. you know, oh, right. So that, I'm going to have a top. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Top eight. Do you reckon the current top eight is going to hold firm? Mm, the bottom the I, bottom, uh, the bottom. four is... Listen, listen. If, you, if you're... I will kind of... It's will, fun to talk about that. Yeah, I, I'd cop to this. Like, listen, if you, if you were to look at the last seven years, which is the sample we kind of took, which is yeah. admittedly a small sample. And we'll, we'll put the magazine page yeah. up. Uh, for you guys, yeah. you don't have to buy the mag. You ch- type words. We'll give it to you for free. It, it, wow. The, the point I would make is, in the last, we, we only took a sample of seven years for for just basically visual purposes. Yeah. But um, I could cop to the uh, to the notion that um, in the last seven years, the one that's kind of a bit of an outlier was was twenty fourteen. Okay. Because in twenty fourteen, oh. only four of four. the sides, yeah, that were in the top eight after round seven, eventually. Um, uh, eventually made the finals. Seriously, uh, the, yeah. Wow. The the team that uh, the team that kind of uh, claimed the minor premiership was Canterbury. They were seventh. Oh, sorry, no. Canterbury was the leader after round seven. Yep. And they finished seventh. <laughs> and the team that won the premiership, of course, uh, uh, most memorably the Rabbitohs, were 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 equal tenth. Wow. After, after seven rounds. There you go. Now that is a total outlier because if you look at. Um, the six other years we sampled, yeah. the um, from the, 2011, yeah, from the ele- the event, the premiers from uh, from last year were yeah, kind of were either equal first, equal second, fourth, equal third, lead uh, second, or equal third. Okay. So generally, you you they the the premier will kind of give you an idea, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, kind of yeah, you know, kind of show their quality kind of early enough in the season, you know, to be in the top four. So uh, this season, as has been noted uh, copiously, um, uh, is very even. There's, there's a fair yeah. you know, there's a fair distribution of results going on out there. Teams that we haven't expected kind of popping up. So. Yeah, we, we might have uh, we might have a bit of a scramble here. I mean, if you when you frame it in terms of can North Queensland win eleven of their next yeah kind of eighteen, that that seems, seems reasonable. You yeah. know, I mean, all the you know, twelve wins will probably get you there, and even and better, twelve of their next twelve of their next eighteen. That's that's not out of the question. And so. all those teams down the bottom and of the yet, ladder. They're, am, they're not that far out of the eight. They're am, two wins. I am so. flat guaranteeing. But that's the whole point. In, yeah, when, yeah. when you get to round seven of every year, every team is only two or three wins out of the eight. And yet, for some reason, that yeah. advan- that disadvantage becomes entrenched. One of the things that I, I was convinced of is that when I, was, when I was putting this together, I was certain that the NRL's kind of season-long dynamic you know, was going to be a lot more changeable than the BKGs. And for one primary reason mm. and that is the rep period okay the rep period you kind of throw basically what the rep period is you know on a functional level is congratulations you've done really really well in the first 11 weeks of the season we're going to take your best players and subject them to even harder levels of football yeah. and make you play with your b team for the next <laughs> oh, seven or eight weeks yeah, yeah so and that can really disrupt you know kind of your, your season there's not kind of a, con- a smooth continuity and i must admit one of the um things that did kind of show up 
between the two um, was that you did have a, a, a situation in the BKG where the, the top side after round seven, yeah, they did tend to kind of go on okay. to, to a top two finish. Whereas in, in the league, there's a bit of a scramble. I mean, it's a bit of a booby prize being the, being the premier, being the ladder leader after round seven in the NRL. Leading at the first turn of the Melbourne Cup. Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. So that's, you know, that's my... Um, that kind of that's my that's one of the assessments there. Ah, great. The one other thing that kind of I wanted to kind of kind of drag out as a talking point in in terms of this, and it's something that was also reflected in um, in your uh, in your conversation uh, with with Roy Masters, is that to me this was kind of a a more minor but an interesting one, a more minor kind of data point. Uh, an argument in favor of shortening the season. Mm, mm. I, I'm a, you know, uh, it's a part where he talks about um, whoever was. Uh, Sorry, uh, can I just, just yeah. to finish off the point? My 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 argument being that you know if you can really tell like after seven matches who a good side is and who a, got a good side is or who a final side is and who is, who is who is not, I really. Fail to see the logic of playing another. <laughs> you are seventeen. You are so not a club person, though, aren't you? Like, what fun would that be? <laughs> well, no, no, you'd have the BBL. No, no, no because oh, it's over. Okay, because no, my argument would, wouldn't be my fun. argument would be like, what fun is it for a side that's like twelve games out of finals contention by August? Because there's you know, so- like my my argument would be if you shorten the season, <laughs> it's like it's like the NFL. Maybe you still have to have escapism in football, though, don't you? You, you still have to have football there to, well, to no, go to and yes, my, stuff. Absolutely, but you know, mm. my argument, my argument, like I think the NFL has got this right. Oh, so do I. You yeah. know, every you know, your yeah. team is never out. Your team is rarely ever out of it in the NFL because the difference between kind of like being a side that's out of the playoffs and a team that's being in is three games. Yeah, it's three weeks. It's less and than and that month. works well with their conferences and all that. Sort exactly. Of thing, so you know, I, yeah. I I find that you know. You, you kind of get late in the year, and then you, you know your side like is is you know is you know is like five games back of eighth, and like you know you really don't have a chance. You know no. you're, you're you're really playing for next year. So no, you I, don't. But you can still go to the footy and have a beer and in the terrible. But wouldn't it be weather. better? Wouldn't it be better if you had if you did? Wouldn't oh, it be yeah. more of a motivation? Like yeah, you know, sure. one of the but things. But that's what loyalty is all about. It's about mm-hmm. sticking with your team, and you know, if you want to be a winner all the time, then. You play a computer game. Uh, I, you know, your your argument to me was that <laughs> the, 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 evenness, the, the evenness of the competition is what you know, <clears throat> is what draws people. You know, is what draws people. Oh in. yeah, I, I don't do so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the yeah. prospect of that, you know, the idea that your club can can you know contend every year and every time during the year mm. Is, mm. Yeah, is and like. We were just making the argument last week that possibly part of the reason why crowds are so so much improved this season is that we've seen clubs that have been a bit downtrodden in the last few years yeah. showing signs of life. So yeah, I mean that's yeah. uh, that would be. But sorry to kind of yeah, if you had kind of explained your point about uh, about what Roy uh, what Roy said and this kind of accorded yeah kind of with my own thinking about um, oh about the draw here. Yeah. No, he just shared a really cool anecdote about um, uh, the boss of Victor uh, said that he was going to sponsor whoever was on top of the ladder at the halfway point of the season between Cronulla and Wests. And that, yeah, and it got us talking about that, didn't it? Like, yeah. if you did have a, 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 a full round, followed by another exact full round, but with the venues swap, swapped over, mm. that, that is ultimately the best way to run a comp. But at the moment, we've got these double games in the first seven weeks. And, mm. and as you said before, uh, in regards to your round seven theory, it does muddy the water a bit. It, it throws it out a, a little bit, and the teams will have had those easy, easy rounds first up. I don't know whether it was a it was a really th- it was a thing or it was just a thing in in. in I think it was in, just a bragging in, in, in Masters' mind. But yeah, yeah. He, he kind of talked about how yeah, in the old days you played your first eleven rounds and you played all kind of eleven the eleven other clubs in the comp, yeah. and so you kind of thought of it in terms of this is the first half of the year and you kind of wanted to yeah, win the first half of the year and yeah. then you had the second half of the year. So. Uh, I wouldn't mind kind of a you know a, a notion where you could kind of play with the season a little yeah. bit that you know that um, yeah, yeah. and then you could also you know, this is this is my great hobby horse then you could structure rep into it in, in a more in a more logical way but um, yeah yeah um, yeah I, you know, if you really want to get radical Todd I know that you know you're trying to drum the negativity out of the game you know? yeah. so yeah here's here's one for you <laughs> first half champion second half champion first half champions there that's a great go. idea that's right he's yeah. come up with another one what was the other one from a few weeks ago what? circle of 13 
Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. 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 And first half champions. First half champions, <laughs> second half champions. Here you go. Yeah. So we'll see if we can get that. More, more to play for. Inserted in. Yeah, more, exactly. More to play for. That's, oh, that's the whole idea. And uh, it's a terrific idea. Do it. You'll give out like a mini trophy or something. Like a mini version of the old Winfield. I've got an idea. <laughs> I, great, I got a great idea. What? First half champion gets proven. Second half champion gets summons. Grand final winner gets to get get both of them. And they lock together. How about how about that? <laughs> like locked together. It's like the old Voltron toy. <laughs> Voltron, that's it. Something. <laughs> <laughs> and and that'd be awesome because it's only the locking of the trophies only happened, you know, in twenty years since nineteen oh eight and whatever. Yeah. Oh, and that's just it. Then you could like say <laughs> like you know, locking these two pieces haven't been together for fifteen years. And if the, if the call, if you know, it'd be really interesting if you say the first half winner is the same as the second half winner. Yeah, yeah. And then on grand final day, like you know, like if they were to just formally win it on grand final day, you do you have a ceremony where they lock the trophy. Oh, an interlocking that's right. premiership trophy. Right. That's right. Far out. You just one on the ground, and then somebody comes from the Black Hawk, drops it from the Black Hawk, and it locks perfectly in place. <laughs> so exhaust fumes done to pour in here a lot. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. Very good. Very good. So yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna revisit that <laughs> later on. This is what would have happened. Grand, grand final day. <laughs> this is what would have happened. And so talking oh, about a Twitter question. So yeah. talking about yeah, writing your team off and. Do you, does your team still have a chance after round seven? Um, well, that's just it. And along this idea that, yes, we, you really should have an idea after round seven, our question for this uh, this month, which you guys really kind of, I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. always amazed at what you come up with. But uh, We had to have another one because you were so good with the origin question yeah. that we were discussing, should we make them answer another one? We did, yeah. yeah, we, so that, yeah we didn't so want to milk the golden whatever it was. Exactly. But yeah, we, so we came up with the notion in, in, along the lines of this round seven rule, when do you give up? When do you give up on your side? And you guys are really pessimistic out there, <laughs> I gotta say. Uh, you're probably good fans, but you know, geez, you're, you're hard eyed realists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Some of them are very cynical. Yeah. I, I'm a sort of person. Cynical who, rugby league fan, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. yeah just, I'm not, just, just another aside. What do you think of, you know, because you're, you're a big one, and this is one of your big topics, and I'm at a risk of like sending you off on a minutes long rant hmm. tangent. What do you think of like Greenberg's kind of like campaign against negativity? Oh, lo- I love it. Yeah, I thought you were. Our game, here we go. you've started me. Our game is just bashed. It's bashed far more than any other sporting code. You know, just like uh, you've really started me now. That old footage that came out about Bromwich and Proctor snorting mm. stuff or whatever. That was dead set a year old. Like, mm. what? Why? Why bring that out? Like, because it, there was video, and because it was connected to rugby league, and because if you put a was, rugby league thing out, no, because there was video, there was it, footage, there was footage of it. Footage of it made it news. But like, here's something of here's footage of you doing something a year ago. Mm. Like, he, yeah, and that's not interesting. And it's <laughs> interesting because it was rugby it was, league. It, it was no, it was new. It was a piece of news a year ago. So yeah, a year the, ago, the footage yeah, of yeah. it makes it yeah, is yeah. So there's a previous news event. Yes. It wasn't like yes. it was. It wasn't okay, like it wasn't like an uninteresting yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. and then the footage actually kind of then is a new development in it. So it was it makes, like that makes like, it news. <laughs> there's no like sta- a, there's no statute of limitations on a uh, on a news item. It was like the uh, interlocking trophy that one piece fitted together with the other piece a year later. <laughs> this is great. The, um, inter- the interlocking trophy is going to become a thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, um, it's so good to hear. And, and I liked what he said last year as well. Mm. It's time to grow up. Yeah. He's right. And yeah. that tweet from Buzz Rothfield, it, it didn't help. And it, what really surprised me was the opposition that he got to it. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think um, it's, there's a, a, a theory out there that, yeah, the game is very negative. Mm. And the Telegraph feeds off that all the time, yeah, you know. Yeah, negative stuff sells papers, you know. Yes. It's the, the dumbest person in the world knows, knows that. But it's just that in the last six months especially, ever since a new season began, there's been this real, hang on, you're, you're, really, you're really attacking the game here. You're attacking the game that I'm taking my kids to, that I'm buying merchandise for, yeah. that I'm spending my weekend watching and if you that that gripes people after a number of years and yeah. it, it, it got me about 10 years ago my my dad especially he has absolutely been right against it for yeah. as long as as long as i can remember and uh 
it reached a tipping point on the weekend. It wasn't just what Buzz tweeted. It was a number of people who every single um, announcement that the NRL makes, there's this avalanche of yeah. negative reaction to it. Mm-hmm. It can be anything. I think there was even negative reactions to their um, announcement that they were going to create a, a touch football um, and an NRL version yeah. to run alongside. And it was even negative comments to that. And fair enough, but... But is that your life? Like yeah. you sit there and you wait for the NRL to make an announcement. NRL likes puppies. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> why not? You, you don't really like puppies. <laughs> yeah. Causing puppies brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh god. But, but yeah. So um, there's my rant. I, no. I liked what he did. Every, everything like that he does. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's his game. It's our game. Yeah. He's a boss of it. We want him to be yeah. proactive and, and yeah. you know we're always saying. Oh, you, like whenever somebody, some sporting administrator comes out and says something um, political, that, that's the main argument, yeah. the, the main complaint. Oh, playing politics now. He wasn't playing politics. He was yeah. saying, support the game. Let's be positive about it. Yeah, I... I know it's boring and it's Pollyanna and all that, but no, oh, my, I'm sick of the name. My negativity. Only, I, 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 I agree in him calling <clears throat> it out, I think, is that, you know, that's... Yeah, and it's not kind of any great wonder because you you pointing to the the idea that kind of the internal research they do of the game is that's the big that's the big kind of kind of feedback they get. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that he's t- you know, it's the right tack just to tell people don't be negative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People can <laughs> yeah. Be negative. like yeah. you know, to me the the whole idea. But, but is his that, hashtag was talk the game up, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like you know, it's, yeah. And I, yeah, people feel negative for a reason. So you know, I think you've got to address the underlying reasons of what the negativity are. Like I just, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think you can tell people, oh, you know, it's that it's that it's that whole political thing of you know, um, if you kind of you know, if you kind of feel negative, somebody coming to you and saying, oh, X, Y, and Z are all really, really great. You shouldn't feel negative. Is not going to change their opinion at all. Not true. You know, like I. That was my only thing during the week. I thought that kind of the, the tack was wrong. Like it was more like, I do wonder if you got to articulate a more positive vision for the game. So it, it, the idea is not just to tell people, "Oh, you're wrong about being in being negative." It's like, look at you know, we've got this, and that's what you can feel positive about. Yeah. So that that that's you know, that, <clears> that I think that's trying to message was though, wasn't it? Hashtag, no, my hashtag talk the game up. My, my sense that's, of that's it was, you know, no, my sense of it is you don't need to talk the game up. My sense of it is you put good stuff out there and people will talk the game up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Which, which the game's pretty good. The game's pretty bloody good, isn't it? Well... As a spectacle, you sit down and watch any I'm game. I'm not so, sure. This is a topic really? we'll litigate for a later date. I'm... I've got to wonder. Uh, again, this might be a, a tangent where, you know, where that'll consume the rest of the, the pod. But oh, okay. this is something that maybe we can we can we can talk about. I'm not certain that what fans really care about uh, is is connecting to this overall more positive kind of vision for for the game. And that because this is what was going on in my head. This is one of those things that you think about in the shower, right? This is what I think about the shower. Um, so yeah, but that, that was what what occurred to me last night as because I, I, I'd seen kind of the you know kind of the presser in which you know, the, you know Greenberg was you know was going over talking the game up, and I just find that you know it's almost like saying you know just just be happy, like, you know. <laughs> You're miserable about other things. No, no amount of anyone telling me to be happy is going to make me happy. Is going to make me happy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like it's. Um, but it does say that every now and then in rugby league's good. Isn't listen, it? I think. I, such a, yeah. I think what it is is that you you can put out there what you know the reality is. Yeah, yeah. And I've often kind of I agree with you. I think one of the things that um, that, that kind of. You know, Lee kind of lacks a bit of self confidence about itself. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. That, you know, that, you know. It, it's never really promoted itself. No, like, the way it should. Well, yeah. except for maybe in the eighties, where you know it, it, you had that real burst of expansionary, you know, kind of uh, energy. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tina you know, the, and all yeah, that Tina stuff. and like you know, coming getting on TV and trying to market its players and doing things like going to Long Beach and you know, yeah. and kind of stuff like that. There was a real confidence about it back then, but I, I don't think at really any other point since. No, you know that it's really kind of. Um, Kind of just you know, kind of said the truth about itself, which is you know, it's it's a game that you know is is kind of popular enough that you know it's it's the it's the game that that you know, kind of um, you know that is the the talk of this of this town and you know and, and you know, kind of further north as well. Yeah. yeah. So I, and I find it 
curious that a that a sport that you know that has at least as that much going for it, you know, often kind of argues itself into these into these mm. kind of into these little kind of corners. And that's that's that, the, that uh, it does. That's so, the saying: rugby league exists uh, despite itself. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, heard that. yeah. Anyway, sorry. This is yeah. This is, yeah. This is going way off the the, the, the track <laughs> that we are. Maybe this is something we, we, we kind of tackle again yeah. down the line. It's. All, I'd love to again expand upon kind of the point I was that, that I was angling at. But sorry, yes. Um, when do people give up? When do you give up? Um, Jay Dwight um, says, "When I was a Jets fan, it was usually very early in the season. Um, as a Storm fan, usually only when we get caught breaking the salary cap and get stripped <laughs> of all points." And made to play the season for zero points. Yeah, that would be pretty. That would be a good checkout point. <laughs> um, I, love, I love that answer. Andy Jay Dwight's going to be hard to beat for the uh, the Memorial Prof Davis Twitter answer trophy. Yeah, there you go. Which is, of course, nothing. <laughs> it's neither interlocking nor you know, kind of like one piece. No, no. <laughs> God, um, Albie from Steel Sports says he normally gives up Anzac Day. Yeah. Okay, alrighty. That's that's the that's the that's the standard, isn't it? You said to me that's the standard one. And yeah, that is usually the yeah. Well, and it's um, lest we forget our football team. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the people get left behind from there. Karate Warrior Six, uh, he, uh, round twenty is when he gives up. Oh. Uh, the West Tigers are renowned um, for a hot start. Renowned, sorry, for a hot start uh, when things are going well, uh, but they seem to flounder mid-season and drop points in close games. Uh, they're normally chasing points late in the season with little momentum heading into the finals. Very, very good answer. Thanks, Warrior. Um, Pursuit of Hoppiness um, says, as a Dragons fan, uh, it's usually after the Charity Shield. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, I don't get too carried away too early in the season. Any success is an added bonus. <laughs> Jeez, I'm going to get into checking and you know, pursuit as you know as this season goes along. Great, uh, Paul Michael Craig says um, I follow the Titans had no realistic hope of qualifying for the finals before the season started. Oh, that's, that's even he going. doesn't agree. Uh, James doesn't agree with you, uh, Paul Mac. I think stick with them, even though they've been by the. Panthers. Are they in the top eight? Uh, no, well, I they don't got, think they got no chance. Round seven rules, <laughs> so. them and the cows. They're, they're charging home. Um, AJ they Nippen. play each other this week, um, so it's going yes, to look, it's, it's yes. look a little worse for their, you know, each each case. This is a round seven playoff. Yeah. There we go. Uh, AJ Mithen says when <laughs> he gives up when Joey Leilua knocked the ball out of Matt Wright's hands, giving away a bonehead penalty just as the Raiders were charging. Dramatic, possibly. There we go. Far out. Very good. Um, thanks, AJ. Dave Smith. Oh, my Dave Smith. Yeah, you're Dave Smith. Says uh, the third time they lose in Golden Point territory. Very droll, Dave. <laughs> All these Raiders fans. I know. Uh, uh, Bunny Brethren um, says uh, in round 16, if we are in the eight, there's hope. Um, if not, are going to please God just let me make the eight mode. Um, so that, so Bunny Brethren has introduced a round, round 16, 16 rule. rule. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, Mr. Brown says, I reckon about round 20 last year. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Get that negativity bubbling over over the summer. Uh, Matt Dufty FC says when commentators start talking about it still being uh, mathematically possible. Oh, shit, I thought for a second that Matt Dufty was listening to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is good. That is a really good one. I think that's good for every uh, every, yeah. every time. Yes, you bring in mathematically possible. Yeah. I think any sport. Yes, that's that's when you. Uh, yeah. You should start giving up. That's when when you get to mathematically possible. That's when I start like clinging to possibilities, and that team has to beat that team. And I don't, I don't give up until right. That's it. Yeah. You, it's actually impossible for the team to miss out on the finals. That's not go. To okay, be I'll fair, give up. your mathematical possibilities also said seven into twenty five was thirty three. Thirty three percent. Thirty three percent. Yes. All right. Robin Andrew. Um, Generally, around the uh, round the twenty three twenty four round, um, and your team is scheduled to play all the teams in the top four. Um, even then, secretly hoping for a, a miraculous return. Um, he's turn around. He's on the cards. Jeez, that's still late in the year. Yeah, yeah. Round twenty three twenty four. See, wow. that's, that's sticking. Good with fan, them. Robin Andrew. Good fan. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Um, Andrew Mado says 
the first checkpoint is origin one. I reckon that's a good one. That's yeah. that's that's generally the one that you know I would kind of my mind would kind of gravitate. That's of course what I supported the team. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, right. My mind gravitate to that towards that. And then the second checkpoint is after origin. After all uh, of origin, or yeah, probably, yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, you I must consider injuries and the draw. It's possible to scrub a team from there. Listen, right. I, I take it, the issue I'd take with that is that I often find that after the origin period, it's almost like a new season, little season. Yeah, yeah that's your, yeah. You've Might, had that like that, for that a while, last yeah. little eight week period, you get teams that get uh, an uncommon momentum during that period. It's like they get everybody back. I think their ment- the mentality changes. Yeah. That's the, the tr- traditionally the point of the season where the Tigers go. Awesome. Let, let's let's start ripping into some of these teams, <laughs> and they play the baby Broncos. And mm. you know, there you go. I said somebody out there hates the uh, the term the baby Broncos. And, I, yeah. One of the things too is that you get you kind of get the, the schedule kind of gets funny about that time of year. Like you, you've you've cleared out all the you know kind of regional games and all that. So you yeah. just kind of develop into a rhythm of okay, You're I'm right. just going to go play in my home ground. Like, I couldn't help but remember from last year, like Para had uh, a really good run in. Abetted by the fact that seven of their last eight were, I think, at ANZ. Oh right, okay. Like, yeah, even though they even had a couple of road games there, like so they were effectively playing at home for all of that. So they, that's yeah, part of the reason they kind of rolled into the finals. Uh, yeah, playing so well. So there we go. And finally, Andrew Ferguson from Rugby League Project. Uh, he says, um, "When do you give up hope of your team reaching the finals?" It's any time the head coach is Jason Taylor. Far <laughs> <laughs> out. He's not that bad. He's tell, in... tell your Jason Taylor trophy story. Um, wasn't it great? Okay, North Sydney Oval, very traditional venue. Uh, Channel 9, um, uh, so you had the Bears playing the Magpies live on Channel 9 on, on a Saturday. Uh, Robbie Farrow was um, a chance of playing in that game. Explain why Robbie, Robbie Farrow was a chance of playing. Because um, he's been demoted to reserve grade. Yeah. And the Bears are the South reserve grade there team. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he got ruled out through injury or something through the week. But, yeah, there was a chance that he was going to be, uh, at the end of the day, lifting the Jason Taylor trophy. It's um, terrific. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> That's all that would have been an interlocking trophy by the end of that day. <laughs> it I want to know what the Jason Taylor trophy looks like now, like because you, yeah. like, you know, like you know, like an interlocking trophy because oh. his head would have been off the rest of the body. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Does it even exist? I don't know. I just saw it on um, social I, media. Here we go. There's an, yeah. the, there's the question out there to the great you know kind of Twitter listeners. Is there a Jason Taylor trophy? Yeah. An actual shape, formal shape, Jason Taylor trophy? Because when you think, does it look it? like Jason Taylor? <laughs> I'd be really disappointed if it was just like the Bears jersey and the Magpies jersey kind of overlapping or something. Oh, like, like that goose in uh, in uh, Juan Farkle's tweet last <laughs> week, last last week. Oh, um, one over the other. God. All right. Cool. Is that it? Is that all? I think it is. is that that any, anything we've forgotten? Is there, um, yes. Is um, I'm so glad you asked that. Yeah. It's sad to hear about uh, Daryl Eastlake's passing. Oh, sure. Mr. Yeah, yeah. State of Origin yeah. commentary during the early years. It was he. Okay, the players were there, of course. They played the game, but God, his commentary was exciting. It was. He was almost just an important as an important part of, of Origin. It was great. Him and Jack Gibson. That was. <laughs> Yeah, really made the whole at-home TV experience and uh, such a legend. Um, 75, I think he was. So, yeah. Told one of the best anecdotes I've ever seen. Oh, what did he delivered that? in. Uh, <laughs> do we have time? This is, this is this is getting fairly long. Yeah, okay, like, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, do it. It was a... Um, uh, he... Uh, I can't remember what the, the circumstances were. I think it was some kind of... Maybe sportsman's kind of dinner or something, oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that. You know, real kind of fertile ground for, for you know, kind of you know, East Lakes people. It was bees and blokes and and I, I, th- I think so. I, I could be wrong on this, one, but that, that, that's that, that's, not, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, he, he was giving he was basically giving a talk, kind of the kind of talk he'd probably given like you know, kind of hundreds of times before, but he was talking about kind of. One time that um, that yeah he, he's working kind of uh, at the bureau at nine, and you know he gets he gets a call from Packer, yeah. like you know, uh, from Gary Packer, and like you know he says he describes it like you know he picks up the phone and he goes hello and all he hears from the other end of the line is Packer, 
That's, that's basically how Carrie introduced himself really, in, in, in this in this phone. Anyway, like Carrie, yeah, Carrie asks him, you know, like you know, like you know, um, how's you know, how's I can't remember the specifics. This is a really great story. I'm telling yeah, you. This is awesome, man. Right? He's he got dragons. His story. Yeah, no, he's got. He's going. You know, he asks him, "How's?" He was like, "How's every every? How's everybody doing?" Or something, something, okay. something from prosaic like that. And so he's like, says, "Oh, you know, he's, he's, he's really kind of a bit nervous. He's talking to the boss. He's, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're doing really well here. Everyone's, you know, working really hard. You know, you know, heads down, bombs up, everything like that." And then Pagger goes off at him. He goes like, "No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how, you know, kind of my horse, like in the name of his horse, or something like everybody's, you know, you know everybody's doing or something like that." Oh, jeez. So he's like, you know, who are you? Get me calendar. <laughs> so, like anyway, like he, you know, Eastlake then proceeds to do you know, a calendar impersonation for the next <laughs> thirty seconds. Are you serious? Yeah, which is really, really good. Oh. Yeah, so everyone in stitches. Oh my and, uh, god. And it says, in the, at the end of it, like you know. Like, you know, he, he tells, you know, Packer, he says to Captain, who is that, you know, who is that person on the phone before? Put him back on the phone. I want to tell him something. And so he puts him back on the phone. So he, he kind of abuses, you know, Packer abuses him for 30 more seconds. Oh, my God. He comes in, the, who are you? And he's like, you know, kind of signs off, says, yes, sir, uh, my name is Ian Maurice. And then he slams the phone oh, yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. And everyone has just lost it by that stage. Uh, I, you know, that's that's one that you that you know you you take with you. For oh, a that's awesome. Oftentimes, when you kind of like see these, you know, see these people, you know, kind of like in, in those settings, you kind of get yeah, you kind of get disappointed with what they're like. But you know, Eastlake, yeah, that was that was that was fantastic. Oh, that's that true. Legendary. Yeah, because yeah, Amory's was um the subject of. Yeah, jokes in Billy yeah. Birmingham's yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. recordings, wasn't he? He yeah. never really got his word <laughs> in, and I just ignored him. Basically, he spoke over. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, very good. All right, we'll um, we'll let you go. Uh, enjoy round seven, and uh, we'll meet you after the apocalypse comes uh, <laughs> to talk to talk about round eight. Thanks for listening. Thank you.